Hello, everybody, and welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I am Tim. And I am Willie. Let's get this out of the way. This one's kind of a bummer. Like, this happened just before yeah, we... Yeah, I would, I would agree. <laughs> ...hit record. I know we have some... We're wrestling fans. You are in the pro wrestling game, the business. Yeah. Um. Yes. But Bray Wyatt passed away. Yeah, uh, like yeah. Bray, and I know we have some fans of Bray Wyatt that listen to the podcast. For sure. So I want to say a couple words about him, because uh, he... His characters always had a very interesting crossover with horror. And I think I would make the argument that as far as fandom goes, he may, I think he's the most successful wrestler when it comes to like crossing over to horror fans. I would say even more so than the undertaker. (sighs) Yeah. I think undertaker may have been more successful overall, but I think in terms of like building a fan base amongst like horror fans, I don't think I've ever seen a fan base, like a group of people that's passionate as Bray Wyatt fans were, especially like later on. Sure, and there's well, so the the thing with Undertaker too to remember is that like, obviously he he will be he, he's the biggest one of the biggest wrestlers of all time in terms of like recognizability and popularity and stuff. But um, uh, he also did a lot of non horror based stuff um, over his, the course of his career, and you know he changed his character up a few times. Um, and he, on top of that, right, other than, like, his early days, like, um, right outside of his debut with Paul Bear and stuff, and his Ministry of Darkness phase, The Undertaker wasn't, like, a super horror-heavy character, really. Right. He had some spooky imagery, but it wasn't really, like, fully entrenched in, like, what modern audiences would consider horror. Uh, what Bray Wyatt was doing was very much, it felt very... Genuine. Yes. Yeah. And it was pulling from a lot of different really interesting things. Like, the early Bray Wyatt character felt very um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or inspired even by, like, real-life cult leaders and stuff like that. Some really cool stuff going on there. And as it evolved, it became, you know, he came back and did uh, the, the the Firefly Funhouse stuff, where he was kind of doing this weird surrealist... Uh, kind of creepy uh, Five Nights at Freddy's stuff going on there. I feel like there's some Terrifier inspiration going on there with some of the like the goofy but also scary stuff going on. It reminds on. me of, uh, uh, reminds me a little bit of, is it Mandy? Yeah, Mandy. With yes. The, like, the, yes. Cheddar Goblin stuff. Cheddar Goblin, yeah. It, um, I, I, yeah, I'm curious if he was inspired by that. I, yeah. For sure. And yeah. then, and then you know, he did the Fiend thing, which to me felt like a slasher villain. Like the fiend felt like a slasher. The fiend was the Savini mask too, right? Yes, That's the Tom yes. Savini inspired. Like, well, yep. designed. Yeah, and Savini's design. Uh, he also did some uh, masks for the Wyatt family. I think uh, uh, Eric Rowan had a goat yes. mask when he was wrestling with the Wyatt family. Savini's Savini wrestling work is too. really cool. He did some stuff for Rey Mysterio as well. Um, at some point. Okay. I don't remember what the mask was, but he did. I think he did a Rey Mysterio mask at one point. Okay, I'll have to look it up. But, I, I'm, um, I'm sure. I just I don't recall it right now. But yeah. But um, yeah, no. So so you know, yes, obviously he's certainly more um, uh, recognized for in, in the wrestling world, the pro wrestling world. But um, but I think that the it's it's definitely worth mentioning. You know, uh, his passing, um, because I think he had a, he did have a nice. You're right. He had a really cool. Um, uh, he bridged a kind of a cool gap between pro wrestling and horror, and he blended yeah. the two together. I think it's really admirable and very cool. And I, th- I don't know a lot about him. You know, it, it, him as a guy, as a person. I don't know Wyndham Rotunda. Had, yeah. But I assume he was a fan of horror to be doing things that he was doing. You know, yeah. with his characters. So it's and I know he had he had four kids too. And yeah, yeah, he's thirty six years old. Thirty six years old. He's younger than both of us. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. And I just read, yeah, uh, Sean Ross Abbott's reported it was a heart attack. Um, yeah, yep. It's um, it's a bummer. My so his or like his early like his FCW and his early WWE run, um, where he was kind of like that Southern cult leader mm-hmm. with with like the like I like I love that stuff. Yeah. Like that is my that's to me that's my favorite stuff that he he ever did. Um mm-hmm. and I think it's legitimately great stuff and it was like it was just so different in his cadence and the way he delivered everything. He was so like from 
from the get like from the first time he saw him like there was just something different about him there just the way he delivered his his stuff like he was so sure of himself and he had that character down pat pretty early yeah um, he did he really did um and i i know he came from a wrestling family his dad was a wrestler obviously sure. i remember my favorite moment of his um I was in the crowd at WrestleMania 30 and his entrance, he had a live, the live band playing his Wyatt family entrance. Mm. And it is the, I've gone to five or six WrestleManias and a bunch of other shows. It is the, that entrance was the coolest ever entrance. Everybody had their lighters out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we went around New Orleans all night and just kept going, New Orleans, we're here, and we blow out the candle. <laughs> but it was the, it was like the coolest wrestling entrance Very cool. I have ever seen and yeah. yeah, may ever see. So like that has always stuck with me. That's super cool. Yeah. No, he seemed like a really good guy. Certainly people in the industry and stuff have nothing but amazing things to say about him. And, uh, yeah, it's very sad and 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 uh, you know shocking. It is so. You have to. Um, we'll we'll take a sip of our mutual drinks there for yeah. for Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda was his yes. real name. So, um, yeah, our thoughts go out to him and his family. And uh, yeah, he left a really cool mark. If you want to check out his stuff, I mean, there there's plenty of really cool. Like you said, the WrestleMania 30 entrance is a nice way to start if you want to get an idea of what he was doing. Um, I mean, I know I'm, you can watch all that stuff on Peacock, but like, I'm sure you can YouTube the WrestleMania 30 entrance and see what, I'm what talking it looked about. like. Yeah, yeah. Him coming out with his own severed head was pretty sweet, too. <laughs> with, with the light? Yes. In it? Yeah. The Fiend entrance, the original Fiend entrance is really good. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I personally would point people, if you haven't seen his stuff, I would point people to his early stuff. I think that's his best. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think his early NXT, like FCW slash NXT yeah. stuff, start there and, and yes. watch kind of what he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. If you are cool. inclined to be a wrestling, or if you're a wrestling fan, or like, or yep. if you are someone who is, has an interest in it, that's the stuff I would point it's to. It's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, All right. So let's move on. Rest in peace. Uh, but let's move yes. on to. We're gonna talk about haunt this week. Oh, yes. we should, uh, real quick before we talk about haunt, let's. Uh, I didn't want to like. Uh, let's talk about the game nerds real quick. Check out the Midwest game nerds. <laughs> Midwest game nerds. Check uh, them out. Uh, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com backslash Midwest Podcast. Or what were the? Uh, I'm sure the game nerds are going to be talking about Gamescom coming up. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Killer Clowns trailer? I did. It looks great. Okay, I didn't watch it. Oh, you know what? No, I did. I did. I did. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped about that. Whether I play it or not, totally different story. I mostly just get excited about games now. I've been. Uh, I told. I texted you yesterday. I've been watching the TCM, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre live yeah. streams. It's giving like it's scratching the itch because I'm not able to play games yeah. much yeah. right now. But like For I'm sure. watching. I'm like, there's part of me like, man, this looks pretty sweet. I wish I could play it. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, um, it's funny because I always thought like let's plays were kind of goofy. But as you, yeah. I get older, I'm like, I kind of get it. Yeah. Like, I'll live vicariously through these guys. I will be picking up Mortal Kombat, though. They had some stuff at Gamescom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a big it? Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah. They're bringing everybody back. All, all, like, all the characters alike, I think, are... are What's the big thing? This is uh, Mortal Kombat. What is this called? Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> okay. So... why? What's the story behind this? At the end of Mortal Kombat 11, the main villain of Mortal Kombat 11 is, uh, is uh, Kronika. Okay. Who is the goddess? Like she's like the elder god, not the elder god, but like the she's uh, called a titan, which is above the elder gods, and she controls time at, itself. And so, um, uh, she's defeated, and Liu Kang at the end becomes fire god Liu Kang. Like he's like an elder god now, and he can recreate the timeline as he sees fit to like make things work out for the better and like change everything. This is Liu Kang's reboot. He's rewritten the timeline. So he's re- this is a reboot of the Mortal Kombat universe? Yes, from okay. scratch. But people have different backstories now. Okay. Like, you remember the original like Scorpion Sub-Zero story, right? Yeah. Everybody does. Like, yeah. Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's family. Scorpion's pissed. He dies also and he comes back as like a ninja demon who wants to kill Sub-Zero. Like, it's like a grudge match. They're brothers in this timeline. Okay. There's no none of that. Like they're they're brothers, which is so bizarre to me. It's so sweet. I'm excited to see it. Or like Reptile. He was always like a gross monster guy in a ninja costume. We could turn it like he was like Well, and in the original movie he was like a reptile. Yeah. Yeah. In this one he's like he is part of like the Saurian race, like the Yeah. Reptilian race. 
but he can also transform himself into a human form, and he was outcast by his race okay. for being able to do it. But he's also like super cool and like can like, um, uh, everybody calls him a twink online. <laughs> they say he's a twink. Okay. I guess. <laughs> In his human form, I assume. Um, Reptile? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently he's, a little, he's yeah. Um, take a look at him. Um, but he can turn into like a reptilian beast on, at will. Um, there's some cool stuff. Baraka. Remember Baraka? Yeah. All right. Just kind of a weird monster guy, right? In the original games? Yeah. In this one, he was a normal outworld guy, but he was he, he was infected by the Tarkat disease. Okay. So he's like a victim of what's happening to him. Like It's like a plague that's like changing him. And so he's like, his, him and his people that are infected by the disease have been like banished from outworld because they don't want it to spread the disease, but he's like fighting for the rights of the people that are infected by the Tarkat. It's pretty sweet. Like the whole thing is actually kind of sophisticated for a Mortal Kombat game. Uh-huh. But they also pull guts out and stuff. So <laughs> pretty cool. And Homelander's going to be in it. I saw that. And Omni Man from Invincible. Yeah. yeah. And John Cena. John Cena? Peacemaker. Okay. But it's John Cena. Like it's his face. Yeah, because these are all. Well, those that's Warner Bros. <coughs> the theme of this yeah. one. The, the, they always do DLC character, like guest characters from different properties. The theme of uh, Mortal Kombat 10 was horror, so it was like Alien, Predator, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or, or Leatherface, like Jason. The theme of 11 was action star, action characters. So it was okay. Robocop, Terminator, Rambo. Um, there were a, a bevy of the. This one they said is like like comic book characters. So, okay. like anti-hero type characters, or like, or even villains, I guess, like like violent comic book characters. So I'm curious to see who else they throw in there because there's gonna be there's gonna be more. But yeah, okay, I can't wait to like play as Peacemaker in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Fun. So check out for more game talk. Check out the Midwest Game yes. Nerds. We are not the game nerds. No, but that was a good. You got me excited for that game. I'll never play. <laughs> Um, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming out on Switch. You might be able to. I know. I know. I will. Oh, no, I'm. Believe me, I know I'll be able to, but I just don't know if I'll be able to. So, um, let us. We're gonna have to top. We're gonna hop in the time machine here. We have to. Yeah, it's not too far back. Really, not too far back. So you got a time machine noise for 2019. <laughs> so I'm not gonna sit here and go through like the top songs. Of 2019. We can't get nostalgic about something that happened like four years ago. What I did, though, real quick for a fun little time machine is uh, I checked out what we were doing on the podcast four years ago. And we were talking about... So, Oh, no. This was a bit, been in October when Haunt came out originally. Here are the two movies we talked about. Ghosts of Mars mm. and House on Haunted Hill. The... Uh, the um, Dark Castle r- remake with uh, Chris Kattan. That's right. Yes. yes. What a classic. And we Jeffrey all... Rush. <laughs> on the Ghosts of Mars, we were very motivated. Um, we talk about like, oh no, on the uh, House on Haunted Hill, we're talking about The Exorcist 2, Lords of Salem, The Exorcist 3, Creep, Vampires, Haunters, Prophecy, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, Body Bags, Critters, A New Binge, Halloween 3. Like, we talk about all sorts of stuff. Like, we must have been watching a lot of stuff. We ran the gamut on that one. That would have been, yeah, when we went to the, uh, that was like, when we went, would have been early on. You were doing your 31 Days of Horror, though, I think, at the time. 2019 was a, that would have been, was a simpler time. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. God, what a That would have been, we started going to one movie, and I think that would have we would have been about like a person in per, our personal lives. We would have been about the same spot I am now, I think. Right? I was in the spot you are now. Yeah. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because how old is is your little one now? He is five months. So like, yeah, yeah. So so oh, well, you know what? <laughs> yes, we would have because they're the same birthday. Yes. <laughs> oh well. Well, but but Joe was a twenty eighteen baby. Oh, so I'm getting. She was a okay. little older than, but still, I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it okay. doesn't matter. We were still in similar spots. <laughs> you're right. I so. was thinking that. So anyway, that's what I we were. They have the same birthday. What are we gonna do? We gotta figure this out. Birthday party wise, <laughs> we're gonna have to coordinate here. The night. The, so I think like it's only gonna be a not an. It's never gonna be an issue. But like, well, no, we. Well, I'm just saying we have, some, we have the same co- friends. So like, as far as coordination goes, it's really gonna be. Because I was thinking about this, it's gonna be the first couple of years. It's tricky, but then like, 
yours is going to be kind of old enough to where it, like she's going to want to do stuff with like friends. Yeah. Like it's going to be birthday parties with yeah. friends. Oh yeah, it won't point. be yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll just um we'll we'll figure it out. Let's not do it on the air, but <laughs> That's crazy that their birthday's the same, though. We haven't acknowledged this, in you and In 2019, I. yeah, we were not discussing. There are 365 days in the year, and our kids have the same birthday. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. It is weird. It is weird, yeah. Like, can we acknowledge that real quick? Okay, we're good. Let's move on. It's weird. It's very weird. No, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, it doesn't hit me, like. How does that happen? It, it never hits me how, No, like, it's hitting me now. Like, simpatico, simpatico we are, like. How does that happen? We joke about like how similar we are in taste in movies and like how we just agree on everything. Our kid has the same <laughs> birthday. I guess like I like, I knew this. This is not new information, but it also like it's just I, whatever. No, it's just one of those things. It's that, strange. Well, the other thing too is like it's very early on in my kid's life, so like it hit like it was one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, like well you're busy with. Like when he when he yeah. was born, he's like, oh, it's the same person. That's kind of like that's cool. We'll have to talk about. And then like at some point, I'm just like, oh, sh- yeah, that's you're right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about haunted though, a movie we did not cover uh, when no, it came out. Um, written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, the gentleman behind the writing team behind A Quiet Place One and Two. That's right, I believe. Uh, starring Katie Stevens, Will Britton, Lauren, Elisa McLean. I believe is her name. Let's uh, quick review of this. We've both seen it before. Yes, I saw it on Shudder. Yes, this was a uh, Shudder premiere, biggest premiere in Shudder history at the time. Deservedly for me, I think. So this is when I had my Shudder account and I was like running through new stuff. And I'm going to get Shudder again here at some point because I'm going to need suggestions from you though. Okay. Because there's been a lot that's happened in the last four years on Shudder, I'm sure, like in terms of like new content. Yeah. So I'm going to need a little bit of pointers. Like, uh-huh. I didn't need that when I first got Shudder because it was all like, but there's a lot of extra stuff now. So, but one of my two favorite horror movies of the last, like two of my favorite horror movies of the last like decade came from this Shudder subscription that I had at the time. It was Haunt and, uh, oh God, what is the name of the other one? <clears throat> the one with the girls with the slashers on the islands. And it's almost like a battle royale type thing where like the last girl remaining, final girl remaining, like but the slasher protects the girl. Okay. Uh, uh I'll I'll figure it out. But Okay. But I loved Haunt when it came out on Shudder. That was okay. like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't oh man, now I'm blanking I'm, on what I'll that figure is. It out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Um that was this was this came out. At a time when, like, there was like, kind of like a glut of these like haunted house like horror movies, like what if haunted house like uh, like we're really trying to kill you? I think the Rob Zombie movie came out around this time. Hellfest came out around this time. Um, I would even throw in something like Hell House. I think that was a little before, but there were quite a bit of uh, houses that October built. I think was is a similar. This is uh, this might be my favorite of those, um, and I think it still might be even after a second watch. Um, I really, this is a good like meat and potatoes horror movie. And I think it's a perfect, I haven't been in the Halloween spirit. Like I know something like we were talking in our tiny terror about how people, um, get in the Halloween spirit even earlier and earlier these days. And it takes me a little longer, but like this movie, this movie in like, we had a couple days here where we live where it was like, like sixties and I could feel like the fall coming on. And like, and then I watched this movie. I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. I'm ready for Halloween. So this is a this is I think a good Halloween watch. I agree. What, what did you think of this time around? I loved it. So I I um I really was into this. Uh, the Furies is the movie, by the way. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That is good. I haven't seen that since it came out. Yeah. Big fan of that one. Um, but yeah. So with Haunt, I I loved it the first time I saw it. I was really, really, I felt really refreshed by it because it did feel like a just a very in a good way simple classic horror movie with some nice slasher elements, some cool character designs. It just felt clean and like well-directed and it just felt fresh. It felt, it wasn't trying to do anything gimmicky. It was just trying to be a really solid horror movie. And I still feel that way now. So it's, it's not, it's not doing anything elevated. It's not doing anything trying to go above and beyond being a fun 90 minute, you know, uh, 
it's it's actually a lot like going through a haunt. It's right. just a fun, um, sometimes kind of gnarly but fun ride that you know it's it starts off pretty quick and it it it's brisk and it you you're in and out. Um, it does do some some character development with the with the lead and it does some some trauma stuff there with the lead. And I'm cool with that. And I think it works for the most part. Um, but it's, it doesn't, that's not a main, the movie still remembers that it has to first and foremost be a fun, scary romp before it's anything else. And I appreciate that for it. Um, from it. Um, yeah, I dug it this time. I actually, I watched it with, uh, Nikki who had not seen it in a long time. And my dad who had never seen it. The reason why, Oh, did your dad watch it? Yeah. 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 So I picked this one because when we went to the uh, one of the horror stores, they had haunt action figures. Okay. I was like, oh my god, I didn't know these existed. Um, I kind of wanted to get some. I might still, but um, they had like the figures of all the masked uh, killers in in the movie, and um, I was like, man, we should I should rewatch that. That'd be fun. And then you and I recorded like the next day, and yeah, yeah, it was still in my head for some reason. So. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a ton of fun. I still I still think it holds up, and I think it's uh, if you haven't seen it, it's totally worth a watch. No question, it's on Hulu right now. Yes, um, so definitely check it out. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, it was it premiered on Shutter and then it kind of shuffled off of Shutter. It's been on Hulu for a while now, so it seems yeah. like it's kind of I don't know. If, yeah, it's like settled in there somehow. Who, who knows with like studio rights and all that? But. My cat is staring at you right now. <laughs> Look at him. Why is he doing that? What is he? He's looking at you, right? Yeah. Like he was like for like a long time. Yeah, he was it, like it was when I like when I returned the eye contact, he looked away. He was terrified of you. <laughs> anyway, let's get to this plot real quick. Yes. On Halloween night in Carbondale, Illinois, roommates Harper and Bailey attend a party together where they meet their friends Angela and Mallory. The group befriends two guys, Nathan and Evan, at a local bar. Throughout the night, it's a local. That's like a nightclub, right? It's not like a local. When I think of a local bar, I think of like the dive bar down the street. I don't know what local bars look like in 2019 because I don't go to the bar anymore. So <laughs> I was, maybe I can't remember the last time I've been in like a bar bar. Right. So yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, I guess look, I shouldn't judge because this, this looked like a college club to me. This looked like the old, it the old like, wayside down at Mount Pleasant. Nice. <laughs> it did look more like a nightclub to me, but I guess yeah. Throughout the night, Harper suspects she is being stalked by a man in a devil mask. The group enters a haunted house attraction. Before they enter, they are forced to surrender their cell phones and sign liability waivers. Always <laughs> good, good sign. Now, okay, so this is like a criticism I'm starting to throw it out because, like, they get um they get the they find like the invite to the haunted house, and it's in like in the middle of nowhere. People are like, why are you going there? But like, some of these haunted houses, these haunted places, these like they're in the middle of nowhere. Most haunts in Michigan are in like BFE, middle of a cornfield. Cornfield. Yeah. Well, and then like Erebus, the big one. That one's different. Yeah, but, but that's in Pontiac, which is scarier than anything you're going to see inside in of a cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But by and large, they're they they are like they're not in major metro areas. Like yeah. at least not here. I can't speak for, but I would imagine. I mean, this, this takes place in Illinois, this is the Midwest. Like it's probably similar. Like yeah. there's probably a couple haunts in Chicago. I would guess. Yeah. Um but like most of them are probably on the outskirts. Right. So yeah. No, this feels this feels legit to me. I've I've driven to like places like this that felt not maybe this shady, but I've driven to places like this that felt like they were very much off the beaten path. Yeah. You're on like a dirt road half the time. Yeah, a lot of I mean yeah, northern. I'm from northern Michigan. If there are probably a handful up there. Haunted houses, yeah. like yeah, they're not in like they're not metropolitan areas. Major, sophisticated. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, if you're a, if you're a college student, you're a little drunk, you're a little tipsy, and you get a your Halloween season. I can see. And there's certainly well, like characters a, the, have to make dumb decisions because people make dumb decisions. But I don't think it's like is it a dumb decision? No, yes, yeah, right. but is it also a realistic decision for this situation? Yeah. Yes. They're like, and, and there's a power in numbers thing too. With that, like when you're around that age, like when you're rolling deep with your crew right. in your 20s, or you're like, like you know, you got a couple, you know, five or six people, you feel like you're like, we're good, we're covered, we'll be all right. 
we can tackle whatever you know what I mean. Yeah, whatever comes our way. Exactly. What comes come what may. The group becomes separated after entering a maze. Bailey, Nathan, and An- Angela encounter a series of armholes. Oh, this is the thing. Yeah. Yes. As Bailey sticks her arm inside, it is slashed with a straight razor. She also accidentally loses Harper's mom's ring, which she was wearing. Harper and Evan lose Mallory. They meet back up with the others and witness a performer in a witch mask and pale Mallory through the head with a hot fire poker. That's a good. That's a good kill. Good for. There's kill. a lot of head violence in this. <laughs> there, is. <laughs> there is. That's not my favorite one. But um, let's real quick take a pause. We're done with that sure. first paragraph. Wikipedia paragraph. Yeah. What do you think of the characters? Um, they're all like, they're they're all likable. I think. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's not a single character, um, in the movie where I'm like, oh, this person's kind of sucks. Um, and that's I think hard to pull off when you're dealing with like early twenties or teen. The one guy's Evan. They introduce is kind of an asshole early the, on. The heavy set guy. Yeah, but even then, like, but he's still you're like you don't want him to get killed, right? And he seems like he's defensive enough. Like he defends his friends enough to where you're like, he's a good guy, even if he's kind of a trash talker and a little bit obnoxious. Like at his heart, he's probably a good dude. You warm to him towards the end. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So, like, you don't learn a ton about them beyond our lead here, but you do, yeah, beyond beyond Harper. Um, but you see enough of their interactions and their characters to where you, like, you, you empathize with them enough to, like, where do you not want to see them get killed. Where I do guess. you fall? Because there is, I mean, I've seen arguments before like where do you fall on do you need to like the victims in a slasher movie is it a for me it's not a it's not necessary i don't sometimes like if i like them too much like it's almost like the scream six conundrum where like spoiler alert like none of the uh none of the core four dies but like i don't want i don't necessarily want to see them die because i do like those characters so there is kind of that conundrum where like the then there are slasher movies where like yeah like get rid of that person it is very much a tightrope walk, and if you want to see kind of how the how to thread that a little bit, you watch the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So, as those movies go on, the characters become more paper thin, mm-hmm. and for the most part, less likable, um, or less relatable. And that's why Jason becomes almost the hero. Of the, in a lot of ways, like people start rooting for Jason, like off the characters because the characters are so paper thin and kind of obnoxious that you you almost are ready right. for it to happen or want it to happen um and then but the earlier movies they do try to do a decent job even like the first friday the 13th movie they try to do a decent job of like making you like the characters or fi- like find the characters endearing in some way before they off them i guess it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish because the screen movies are trying to Yes, be slasher who done it, fun slasher who done it movies, but they're also the scream movies have a different tone than a Friday the Thirteenth or even like certainly the later Halloweens where they do want you to care about the characters as they're getting killed. Like even like the you establish a, a level of sympathy for Casey Becker in that opening scream scene, right? Because they really you spend time with her, you don't get to know anything about her really, but like the performance and the presentation of what she's going through, you feel for her, so you don't want to see her die. It just depends on what you're trying to accomplish, I think, as a storyteller. Like, that's the beauty of slasher movies, is like, a lot of people think slasher movie, and they think it has to be one specific thing. And it, you can do different things in a slasher movie. You don't yeah. have to... So, like, for this one, um, I think they strike a decent balance between, like, making me, like wince when people get killed off because like I don't actively like I'm not actually cheering them on being killed um and not like being like broken hearted if they does that make sense like there's a nice it's, yeah I'm I'm kind of with you I don't want to I don't like them too much it's almost like how much I know of, like it, it's almost how much I know about them yeah like I don't want to know too much about them yeah. I know the perfect amount in the, like the first like 10 yeah, or 15 to where like there's stakes but you're not like like crying if they die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, now believing they are in danger, the group sends Nathan to find an exit. He encounters a man in a ghost mask, Mitch, who agrees to help. Devil mask kills Angela. I'm, I'm taking this from Wikipedia. They are uh, 
It's almost like AI it's wrote this. It's very, <laughs> the sentences are very short, very Hemingway-esque. Angela gets a pitchfork to the head, another yes. head violence. Yes. Yep. Still not my favorite head violence in this movie. No, good though. Yeah. Good though. I think the eye gets a little bit... Yep. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, Bailey flees into the tunnels and accidentally activates the trap door, dropping Nathan into the house's operation room. He saves Harper from the devil mask before finding the group's phones. Evan and Mitch make it outside, but Mitch kills him with a hammer before ripping off his face. That's my favorite head violence. And what's funny is, like, it's not the hammer, or like it's not the uh, it's the ripping of the face with the claw of the hammer, the peeling of the top lip over the yeah yeah it's pretty great. Mitch is my favorite of the killers. I'm just gonna say that right now. Like, I was this I was just about to ask you. Mitch is he's the ghost. He's okay. So mine is so I get mine is devil. Ah, uh, devil's good. I, because I like when he takes his mask off. It's and he's sweet. got like the modified. That's the first one you see unmasked, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And yep. I think it's the coolest one to see on Mask. Ghost is actually yeah. my least favorite on Mask. I like it. Yeah, do you? Because yeah. he's not finished yet. <laughs> like, he's not done with his work. Like, like his body modification. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. So we should say, like, this this killer group is obviously, like, they're obsessed with, like, like, cre- like they are trying to turn their faces into the masks that they're wearing. Like, right. Through, bo- like, tattoos and piercings and, like, legitimate, like, mutilation of their own bodies. Yeah, I, I like all that. <laughs> I like Mitch because he sounds like a regular guy when he's talking to him and then there's that moment and it's my favorite moment in the whole movie where like they get outside him and the guy get outside and um they uh yeah Evan makes it outside and and Mitch goes do you still want to see my face yeah and you you go oh no like this isn't <laughs> going to end well it's so sweet yeah uh, the clown I actually the clown um they talk about I was, he's cool yeah he bases his performance on um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible 3 is like an inspiration for his performance I see it and you can kind of see I, he does a very good job of like delivering his with like a cold calmness a lot of the time yeah um, Hoffman's great in that movie yes yeah <laughs> well, oh but you almost I almost threw out a hot take but I don't think we're ready for it here oh no I like the Mission Impossible better movies better when it was a different director every movie I've not seen the last... How many are there now? I think seven. Well, They've all been Christopher McQuarrie one, two, movies. Three. Four, Four was the is... Brad Bird one, and then it got into... The last two have been Christopher McQuarrie. What's five? Which one has Sawyer from Lost in the beginning? Is that not three? Because that's the J.J. one. I'll figure it out. That's not talking. <laughs> I knew I did want to get yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I like the masks in this movie. Um, yes, they're great. Yep. They feel they feel uh, sophisticated, but also homemade at the same time, which I like. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's um, that's the movie in a nutshell in a lot of ways. Yes, yeah. it is totally. Because I, I think that's the totally. strength of the movie is the look and the production design. Yep. Um, the production designer had done La La Land and uh, Her, the Spike Jones movie. Really? They wanted someone different. Wow. And then they they asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I love haunted houses," and he. He had already. That's had. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why the, the haunted houses sets look great, and you can tell a lot of them are unfinished in the background. And yeah, really that's cool. very cool. Um, Nathan manages to give the location of the house to Harper's abusive boyfriend Sam before making it out of the house. Harper and enters an escape room very similar to her childhood bedroom, where she witnessed her father abuse her mother. Devil Mask attacks her and she kills him. She then encounters another performer in a skull mask and kills them too, but is horrified to find that the person in the costume was Bailey, who was previously captured by other performers. Sam arrives at the house where he's promptly killed by the attractions ringleader, a man in the clown mask. Okay, so Sam, um, I'm, I like the straightforward slasher elements of this movie. I think where I differ from you a little bit is that um, the abuse stuff doesn't work as well for me. It feels, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't work. Um, sure, completely. Sure. I just kind of like the straightforward stuff. <laughs> Sam is hilarious though, because Sam is the abusive boyfriend who like they want you like it's so mean. They want you to think he's gonna save the day, and then they pull like the meanest shit ever. It's when so he gets sweet. There. Like yeah. he's dispatched within moments. But he's kind of an asshole anyway. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, all right, um, Nathan goes back inside to save the others, but is attacked by Mitch, while Harper is attacked by a man in a zombie mask. She defeats her attacker before helping Nathan kill Mitch. They encounter a man in a vampire mask who explains that the performers are part of a cult that makes extreme modifications to their faces to look like real monsters, and like to rip the faces off their victims. That's kind of Uh, a cool little motive, right? How nice. That was the other thing I wanted to ask you. We don't know a lot 
mm-hmm. about the motives, the backstory of the killers. Now, do you prefer, where do you fall on that? Do you prefer knowing why these people do these things? Or are you like a fan of like no motive? You think like the old Halloween Michael Myers, he's just killing to kill. Once again, it depends on the situation, but generally I like what they do here where you, you get just enough information about the killer or killers to where you go, okay, but they don't give you the full, like you're able to try and connect dots. So you know that they're doing body modifications. You don't know why. And you know that they like to rip faces off, but you don't know how that ties in. Like there's, I like that. That's it. That's all I need because I can start going, Oh, okay. Like there's a hint about the meeting online. Like that's enough for me. Right. I don't like nothing like zero. Most of the time it works in Halloween, but I don't like zero motive. Like I like something a little bit. If they're killable killers, I want kind of the John Carpenter versus Rob Zombie argument but yeah sure sure yeah but the, god those two michael myers are so different too that it's almost like it's like apples and oranges with even the same character if they're killable killers if they're killers that are human i need something if they're unstoppable monsters we're good it's okay fine. it's fine just they're a scary monster guy yeah and yeah. michael kind of falls under the uh, michael myers in the first movie kind of falls under like the unstoppable phantom yes monster exactly and he's then, not like a beast but he's in the zombie movie because right. they humanize him like they yeah you, i want some of that does yeah. it get to be too much for me yes yeah. but that's fine i think this movie finds a good balance there i agree um yeah. he i believe mitch is shot to death by zombie mask harper and nathan escape the house killing witch mask in the process like how the Wikipedia refers to them as like like zombie mask is like their full name. Zombie that. mask attacks them, but Nathan kills him before the two escape in Sam's truck. Clown mask <laughs> proceeds. They're a family. They're the mask family. Yes. Uh, proceeds to burn Jim down. Jim Carrey's the attra- dead. <laughs> uh, burn down the attraction. Harper and <laughs> my name is a Cuban beat, and that's my. Uh... That's a good scene. <laughs> Oh, Cameron Diaz in the mask. Look chick, out. Chicky boom, chick, chicky boom. I'm sorry. Look out. I turn into the mask. Like when I remember his jaw drops. Indeed. Ooh. Ooh, God. Ooh, God. Uh, Harper and Nathan reach a hospital where the nurse asks Harper to write down her address on a release form similar to the one they were asked to sign before entering the house. Um, let's just knock out the ending here, yeah. and then we'll talk a little bit more about the movie. Sometime later, Clown Mask arrives at Harper's house with the intent of killing her, but becomes stuck in a trap by Harper, who emerges with a shotgun and kills him. That's the end of the movie. Um, we blew through that plot description faster than I expected. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. It's it's not a plot-heavy movie. No. It's not, no. I've seen some talk about the ending of this movie, sure. so we can talk about that here. Where do you stand on it? Because she, the final girl gets her... Uh, what do you think of her as a final girl? She's good. Yeah, I think so. She's yeah, good she, the performance is strong. The, the I, I like a little bit of the backstory of her, like... Having had an abusive parent, and uh, it worked. Honestly, I, li- I like the revenge thing. I like when the when the hero gets the comeuppance at the end. Sometimes yeah. it's clever I, that she learns from her experience. Yes, and it's similar. And she to, uses some of the same moves. She uses the old glue on the shoe. I like that. It's similar to uh, the ending of uh, the collection, actually. Yeah, enough. And I, I like both the endings, so I'm cool with it. Like, I don't ever need a sequel to this movie. Would you like a sequel to this movie? No, I don't know. I'm good. Good one's good. Yeah, because what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. There's no sequel. Like another haunted house. There's nothing to, yeah, but like there's no ties to. And I think the issue with that is like there were so many haunted house like movies. Do we need another one? No, we don't. Just go watch one of the other ones. Exactly. (laughs) And like a prequel would, what's the point of that? Right. That does what we don't want it to do, which is over explain everything. Exactly. So I'm good. You have a favorite kill in this movie? Oh, the, the hammer appeal. You're the, a hammer appeal guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. great. It's Did great. you like when she kills the witch? She keeps slamming her face. Oh, it's great, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some really... The, all the violence is to the head in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Olympus has fallen. <laughs> so many, like, head blows. Like, I saw, I saw a countdown of the knifiest movies. Olympus is up there, right? Olympus is up there, so is John Wick. That's a knifey movie. Yeah. yeah. And so was, I think Scream 6 made. I think it was a Scream. That's a knifey movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, uh, the ending works for me. I'm cool with it. I see why people are maybe like, eh, I didn't need the, I, the, it feels a little tacked on, maybe. Like, it's not necessary. The clown kind of just getting away would have been cool, too, but 
I like the closure of it. A couple of fun little fun tidbits here, and then yes. you and I are going to talk some haunted houses for yes. a couple minutes. This was uh, Beck and Woods. They have become kind of like a force in the genre. Mm. They got their start. They won an, a competition, the ESPN, or not the ESPN, excuse me, the <laughs> MTVU. I'm sorry, what? Um, yeah, like it was like MTVU Best Film on Campus. It was the second annual. Um, the judges were Catherine, Catherine Hardwick, who uh, did 13 and one of the Twilight movies. Nice, nice. Nicole Castle, who I'm not familiar with, and then John Singleton. Was a judge. Boys oh, in the John. Hood. Yes. Too fast, too furious. Let's you got go. a favorite John Singleton right? movie. Or, he was yeah. too fast. He was too fast. Yeah. Is that your favorite John Singleton movie? Ooh, I don't know. A baby boy, poetic justice, boys in the hood. Boys in the hood. So I watched actually Boys in the Hood recently. Boys in the Hood. I'm not as big on Boys in the Hood. Boys it does not hood. age well. No. I think it, that's one of those movies you have to kind of remember where it was in the time, too. Yes. It's a time capsule movie. Like so Boys and Menace came out not too far apart. Yeah. Menace is my preferred movie. Okay. I think it feel it still feels like to me, it feels like real. Like or or, or closer to Yeah. You know, Boys feels a little dated and I think uh, it's important. But the thing with boys too is it gets it gets skewered at uh don't be a menace to South Central. It's like a couple different times. Don't be a yeah. menace is like so much better anyway. Yeah. Don't be a menace to South Central is like the best yeah. movie. It's true. That's my. That, I think that's my favorite Wayne's Brothers movie. It's great. <laughs> it's great. White Chicks is pretty good too. Oh, you know what? White Chicks is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, I like a Shaft remake. And I uh, I like Baby Boy. I'm a Baby Boy guy. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they won this. Um, they both won this. They're uh, they went to Iowa, University of Iowa. A couple of Hawkeyes, a couple of Big Ten boys. Nice. Um. So yeah, they they won that, and then yeah, f- fourteen years later, this was produced by Eli Roth as well. Okay. There's some elements maybe I could see that he. Would yeah, he, they talk about how interested in. He helped them kind of clean up the beginning of the script. Okay. Um. Yeah, I can see it too. Uh, the thing with Eli Roth. Is and I think we've talked about this too. Is I like Eli Roth better as like a uh, horror fan than I do like a director. Like I like his taste mm-hmm. and stuff more than I. I like think him. he's good at like scouting stuff like this. I think he's a good producer. Yes. Yeah. Which is weird because usually I feel the opposite. Yeah. About people. <laughs> and then the last thing is, uh, this is early-ish in the. Uh, this is the biggest premiere on Shutter at the time. It's different. It's a little different than what Shutter normally. Shutter likes to go with a lot of like foreign movies mm-hmm. and a lot of like smaller independent movies. This is a very mainstream yep. horror movie, which was different for them. Yeah. It's a little bit different for them. I like when they do this. I kind of wish they did a little more of it. I understand why they don't. Um, and I like that they don't too. I like that they introduce horror fans to different. There's nothing wrong with like mixing it up though and doing stuff like this. Yes. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. So yeah, this is a big deal. I think Shutter. When we look back. In ten years, at like streaming services and just horror in general, I think Shutter is going to play a bigger part than maybe um, gets credit for right now. Sure. Like I think it's I think it's it's helped um, do what video stores used to do, which is introduce people to a lot of different like foreign movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's I think it's an important a part of being a horror. I mean, an important aspect of like to late 2010s, 2020s horror. So um, that's it. Any final thoughts on the movie itself? I think it's great. I think it's a ton of fun. Um, definitely worth a watch. Uh, holds up still. I wasn't 100% sure how I was going to feel about it because I really liked it the first time. But yeah, no, it's... If you haven't seen Haunt, and I think a lot of people probably still haven't seen Haunt, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very fun movie on Hulu now. I yep. recommend it too. It's Ed... If you are someone who's ready for the Halloween, getting in the Halloween spirit, this got me in the Halloween Perfect spirit. Perfect for it. Yep. We're going to talk haunted houses. Um, I've got an article real quick. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, brief history of the haunted houses. This is from the Smithsonian. And um, this is also, a lot of it's taken from an article by Rebecca McKendry, um, who wrote in Fangoria. She wrote a little bit, so she goes deeper back into the uh, the history of haunted houses than maybe I would have. She talks a little bit about the ancients. Uh, she talks about the Egyptians. So I'm just going to read a little bit from the article here. She says, the Egyptians knew well that if you wanted to keep body snatchers away from a pyramid, the best way to was to scare the hell out of them. Mazes, moving walls, self-opening doors, traps, and the use of snakes and insects were commonplace in persevering treasures and dead royalty. So what she's doing there, she is kind of relating 
current day haunted houses and trying to trace it back to where they started. She also talks about the Greeks and the Romans. Um, as she goes a little bit into the dark ages. I think where the best place to start as far as haunted houses go, is probably in the, um, I would say probably in the 1910s, there's a haunted house and I'm trying to find the exact name in, uh, let's see here. It was in the UK. Um, trying to find, let's see. Oh my gosh. All right. So there was a haunted, uh, the first recorded haunted attraction was in 1915. It was the Orton and Spooner ghost house. And this was in, um, it opened in 1915 in the United Kingdom at the, as part of the Edwardian fair. And this was when, um, the Grand Guignol in France was scaring audiences, but, uh, I got a picture of it on my phone oh, to shit. show okay, you. Here we go. Uh, it's just like a, like, it's like a baby haunted house. Like they oh still have gosh. a, like they still have it up over in the UK. It's just like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's just kind of like a thing. Now, this is what I want to talk about. Cause where it kind of blew up in America, the haunted house was in the 1930s during the depression. And this is, uh, this is kind of when horror started to get, big too was in the the early 1930s with stuff like the universal monsters dracula but um i'm gonna read this this is from the smithsonian the first haunted houses were very primitive groups of families would decorate their basements and hold house to house parties kids could spook themselves by traveling from basement to basement and experiencing different scary scenes this 1937 pamphlet describes how parents could also design trails of terror to spook their children the effects may seem familiar to anyone who has ever been disappointed by a substar scare. But anyway, here's a reading from the pamphlet because I have to read this off. Yes. An outside entrance leads to a rendezvous with ghosts and witches in the cellar or attic. Hang old fur strips of raw liver on walls where one feels his way to dark steps. Weird moons and howls come from dark corners. Damp sponges and hairnets hang from the ceilings, Ooh. touch his face. Uh, doorways are blockaded and guests must crawl through a dark tunnel so um yeah you just hang some raw liver so got... spooky <laughs> um, i love the, it uh, the haunted house it i did... love stuff like like old school old, like, like 1930 oh, stuff it. yeah it's so sweet and the other thing too is like I, nowadays we would not send uh i don't think you'd just start sending your kid around the neighborhood to basements <laughs> No, yeah. Oh my God. Especially yeah, if right. someone had just raw liver hanging around. Right. Yeah. That seems like a warning sign. Um, the haunted house, though, didn't become a uh, cultural icon until uh, Walt Disney. Um, he decided to build one. So, the haunted mansion is kind of pointed to as uh, the ride is kind of pointed to as kind of like one of the original like icons. That's so crazy, isn't it? That, so he that Walt was like he wanted to do a haunted house, but he didn't want to do a decrepit like old mansion. So the haunted uh, mansion is actually based on the um the Winchester house. Are you familiar with the Winchester mansion? Yes, yes. The old uh, Winchester mansion which um is designed like the legend behind it is the woman was told like if she stopped building, she would die. Um, so like the house the mansion makes no sense. It goes There were like over. rooms that led to like rooms that had no purpose or function hidden doorways all sorts of crazy stuff it's out in san jose it's one kind of one of my favorite like haunted quote do they do tours yes sweet uh grim life collective posted oh a i'll video. have to watch that yes yep. yes they posted a video of it i watched it the other day too because i was reading a little bit about it um but he didn't want to do it he wanted so he designed it on that so it's like a, it's based on that and um the fun thing about the haunted mansion too is like it's in a warehouse like it's not actually in the mansion. It's in a warehouse behind the mansion. They hide it behind the mansion. You can't see it, um, and it just kind of takes you around inside of the in the mansion. But the so way cool. it tricks you is thinking it's in there. Um, haunted mansions would grow. There's some crazy stuff with um, <laughs> Jerry Falwell. Like there's some evangelical like haunted like. <laughs> Some of it's funny and some of it's not, but like you walk through, it's they're like hyper religious. This guy, a little bit bigger in like the eighties and nineties, you walk through and like there are scenes of like abortions. Yeah, right. I've heard of this. <laughs> or yes. there are like scenes of like drugs. Yeah, being like, used. like it's more of like a scare you out of scared straight type yeah, situation for sure. Um, there was the JCs who were a junior. Um, uh, uh, like a junior group who would do haunted houses. Those became huge. Yeah, they still do them. Yes. Yeah. Um, Knott's Berry Farm started. They were like in the first theme park that started Knott's, doing. Yeah. Um, 
And then places like I'm going to Universal. I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights yep. again. I'm excited for that. I've been to Cedar Point. They do your thing, their own thing. We have one here, Erebus, that is specifically haunted. It's one of the bigger ones in the nation, right? Yes. And then there's home haunts too. Like those have become big too. So like as as the bigger haunts, like things like Halloween Horror Nights and like mid level ones, like Slaughtered at Sundown is one of the bigger ones in Michigan. Yeah. Or Erebus. Like you see these home haunters that are starting to do their own things too. So like. They're starting to go from beyond like just throwing a handful of like uh, like I do um, a handful of like fake tombstones in their front yard and maybe like a, ha- a skeleton dangling, and now they're doing like full on like they're turning their their driveways and and garages and backyards into like walk through haunts, which is kind of amazing to me like the commitment that that takes. I would love to do that one day. I just don't have the time or the energy to do that. Right. It'd be awesome. But yeah, one day when you and I, when our kids are grown up a little bit more, I feel like when you and I are retirees, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, that's we're going to, once we start making millions off of this podcast, we are, you and I are going to retire and we're going to become ghost hunters. Yes. And we're going to go to places like the Winchester Mansion. Yes. And we're going to investigate right. it. Um, yeah. Once I'm a major uh, commentator on, uh, WWE, WWE, yes. yes. Once yes, I work for Vince. Team. I told you about the time I saw oh, the Ghost Hunters guys, Dave Tango and Steve Gonsalves, uh, at Disney World, and they were. I was gonna ask, them, like, you going to the haunted mansion? You gonna investigate that mansion? I yeah. saw it in Disney World. Let's go with that, bro. Uh, yeah, haunted, the haunted houses got bigger in the eighties, nineties with slashers and stuff. Um, but it's big business now. Like, it, yeah. it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, I mean, horror has become a bigger deal. Yes, yeah. and there's. A, I've become I've become kind of a late in life haunted house fan. Um, okay. I've actually enjoy them more now for whatever reason. Yeah. I think I think I appreciate a good scare now. Did you go to some as a kid at some point? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Do you <clears throat> you have any haunted house memories <laughs> growing up or just in general? Yeah. Um. Yes, I do. So it's a two parter. I'll keep it. Try and keep it brief. But um. <clears throat> My parents, despite their best efforts to, to like really warn me ahead of time, like just so you know, this is gonna be scary, we'll be with you the whole time. There was a lot of like soft talk about like this could be scary. Um I went to a haunted it was a haunted hayride, followed by a walk through like the woods, like haunted woods. So it was like a two thing. The hayride didn't freak me out at all. Cause I could sit in the middle, like if I sat in the center of the the length of hayride, so like the big pallets set in the middle and then also in the like in the center of the that middle I could barely even see this stuff happening so I was right. good to go I, mean, I could see it enough I could hear people screaming but I knew I was like covered in adults so I was safe <laughs> then we got off. when you're a kid yeah that does help like, it seems right yeah. yeah if I'm surrounded by adults they'll protect me I'll be fine right yeah they, they. <laughs> then we got off the hayride and that's where things became problematic so Things would jump out. Guys would jump out at you in costumes, spooky music. And I was unnerved, but I wasn't scared. And then we got to a shack. Okay. And to proceed through the wooded trail, you had to go through the shack. It was no bigger than, like, you're my shed in our backyards. It wasn't big. It was like a room. It was taller, but it was small. And I remember that, you know, like the, um, at like grocery stores and like the freezer areas, they had those like plastic, like yeah. strips that hang from like, Oh, absolutely. You know absolutely. what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. There was those on the outside of the door and inside you could see a strobe light going off and a fog machine at the same time. <laughs> Completely disorienting. You and I have like, okay. Okay. This is, I have a similar story. Yeah. And I could hear people screaming as they went through. Yeah. And I could hear a chainsaw revving. Holy shit. And I went, Sorry. I went, that's where I got, I don't like this. Like, that's where I got nervous. I hadn't seen Texas Chainsaw, but that's where I was like, I, it's too loud and I don't want to go in there. And my parents are like, we've got to go through. Yeah. Like, we don't, there's no, we have to walk through it. We're here with you. You'll be safe. So I got in there and nothing happened for a minute. And then it revved up. And then he popped out and it was strobing and I could just see flashes of him and he had the this is crazy okay hold on hold on let me finish let me finish and then I want to hear I want to hear this I'm very excited to hear this and as my parents tell it um I screamed at the top of my lungs and I just ran out the exit 
out the path. I left them behind completely. Yeah. They, my dad said he's never seen a human being run faster. No professional athlete has run faster than I did that day. And they had to catch up to me like a quarter of a mile away on a picnic bench just sitting there. And the lady saw how scared I was that was running the uh, apple cider and donut thing at the end of the trail. Yeah. She just gave me a donut and apple cider and was like, just hang out, sweetheart, and wait for your parents. Like, So anyway, that was – yeah. And then the next year they t- tried to take me back to it because I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm ready, guys. I'm going to do this one this year. We got to the parking lot. We drove like 45 minutes to an hour into the boonies to find this place. Yeah. We got in the parking lot. I was all amped and ready to go. And then I heard a chainsaw rev and I said, I can't. I'm not going in there. And they had to drive me all the way back. We couldn't even go in, in there because I heard a chainsaw. Anyway. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm Please, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt because I'm just, my mind is blown because we had talked about how our children share birthdays. And now I'm going to oh, share God, like no. this, uh, this story, this formative tale of being scared. So- in where I grew up, there was a place called Glen's Market. It's called something different now, um, and it was a supermarket. Supermarket, okay, yeah. 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 Spartan Store, you know the Spartan Stores. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, not a scary place. Uh, they to begin had, with, <laughs> yes. We uh, come from an Alpine village. It's, we're called the Alpine Village. They had a little Glockenspiel. You know what a Glockenspiel yes. is? Little kids, little, these little, uh, little Alpine kids come out. They've got their dirndls on. It's. Yeah, and they go around in a clock. Unnerving. Like, every, every hour, they, the clock rings, and these kids go around. Um, they hit it out front. I don't like it. Not So you are already unnerved. I've been there many times. One of my favorite places to go as a kid because they had a comic book spe- section. That was Sweet, It was yeah. like in the magazines. It was over in the corner of the store. So I'm going to go shopping for groceries, and I would just read the comics and magazines all Perfect. the time. Yeah, it's where was I, it a road, like a spinny rack thing? No, it was just like a rack. It was like it was like down underneath, like oh, the rack cool. lower. Um, yeah. And it was where I, I believe I bought X-Men number 19, I believe, was the first comic I ever bought. Um, in the uh, the Jim Lee run? Yeah, it was, yeah. That, it was that run, um, and yeah. it was the Psylocke gets out of the shower. And this one, and Cyclops is staring. He goes, oh, Love boy, it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Psylocke. Oh, oh, yeah. Look out. <laughs> the hotness. Oh, my goodness. That, he, Psylocke makes me uh, turn into the mask. Uh, yes. But anyway, so go there. And then they also had a like a little party store in the back with like a video store. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Like back Very when, common of, yeah. of smaller. Yeah, yeah. You would write, they have like 20 VHS movies you could rent. Because a lot of people who would go camping would, too, yeah. would go there yeah. and rent VHS. But anyway. It was Halloween, and they had a haunted house, they called it, or like a haunted Through attraction. the supermarket? No. In the back of the supermarket. Oh, in no. like the In like the warehouse area. With like the butcher area and With stuff like, like the butcher and like where they keep like the stock, like the stock room. Wow. And when you brought up the little plastic hanging thingies, it was the same. Like, so you walk through and it was dark. They had flashing lights. Nope. And it's cold. And then you brought up the hanging thingies. And I swear to God, the exact same thing happened. Are you kidding where me? Where someone with a chainsaw like ran out underneath the strobe, strobe like, through those stuck in my head. Now I did not, I did not run away. But what happened was like I was just like petrified. Like I like this is stuck Frozen. in my head. Like I think I tried to play it off. Like because I think it was with my mom and my brother at the time. I doubt my brother remembers this. Oh my but God. like I was so that's freaked like the out. same thing. When when was your like? Do you think this was like a thing at the time? Like it was like they were passing notes. I I would have to ask my my folks. Um, but I guess it, like, I had to be like max ten years old. Yeah, let's say ninety six. Uh, okay, this would I would probably be a couple years before that. No, you well, know what? twelve. I probably would have been like be twelve. 90, yeah, I, this probably would have been like ninety three, ninety four. But I can see like where like people would think like a meat locker. For Texas Chainsaw. I mean, after. it makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's bizarre. Yeah, this is this is a weird the episode. The dangling, like, plastic stuff this is, a is weird what episode. throws me. That really is, like, so specific. Yeah. And I remember seeing the strobes behind it and going, I don't want to go through those things. Yeah. Because those things are already weird anyway. Yeah. Especially as a kid. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a storm. Uh, it looks bad outside. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Do you have any any more stories? No, that's tell? good. Well, perhaps <laughs> there'll be more to share at some point in the future. We're getting a lot of rain. It looks like yeah, a lot of thunder and lightning. Uh, that window never normally gets wet. I don't think. 
yeah, let's wrap this bad boy up because right. uh, I got a uh, newborn at home and uh, a dog. And... They're they're probably both terrified right now. So <laughs> the movie I want to do next time. Yes, let's hear. I, it. I think um, I want to make sure this is going to be correct here. Um, tell us what the good people where they could uh. Yes, horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at HMYearbook. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook by searching for Horror Movie Yearbook. We're all over the place. And uh, my lights are flickering right now. This does not bode well. Um, so, okay. It's it's getting gnarly out there. It's starting to look like a real-life horror movie out there right now. I'm just going to pick it. I know we... I'm hoping this. I'm not wrong, and it is a Halloween movie. I want to do Sleepy Hollow. It's available for rent. Um, it is a, it, it, to me, it's a Halloween movie. Um, it's available for it rent. Works for it's me. available on max. Um, so let's do sleepy hollow. Next. I love it. All right. Thank you everybody. Stay scared out there. <laughs> <laughs>